You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Well, he's won 18 races from 24 starts at Leap to Fame and he started $1.04 on Saturday night at Albion Park. And Chris, he had to shoot some fuel early and I thought, gee, it's going to be interesting to see what he's got at, at, left at the end, but he's just too classy and, and got it done, Chris. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. They they stretched him out early. They didn't hand it to him on a platter there on Saturday night. Many probably expected him just to, to roll forward, get an easy lead, and then dash home a, a last 600 metres in an unbelievable split. It was anything but that sort of way that race played out. So he ran very fast time. Track records 52-2, bling it on for 2,138 metres. And... Uh, he did it very, very well. So we're likely to see him again on Saturday week. Do they go to the patron's purse at Rickler for a $50,000 event two weeks later? Time will tell. But uh, just great to see him back, Steve. I and mean, he looks bigger and better than ever before. So really exciting. It is indeed. Our first guest this morning is Greg Sugars. Well, this guy is excited, Greg Sugars, because the bags are packed, passport at the ready, and I'm certain it's tonight that that plane takes off. Greg Sugars joins me now. Greg, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Is it tonight that you fly out with Just Believe bound for Europe? Yes, that's correct. Uh, so, yeah, everything's basically all, all ready to go. And uh, the truck will be picking us up from the farm at about 7.30 this evening. And um, all going well. The plane is due to take off at about 11.30 tonight. So, uh, yeah, we're nearly there. Okay, so for those that don't know, Just Believe, who's the reigning Inter Dominion champ, the best trotter in Australia, he is going to fly the flag for Australia in one of the world's greatest trotting races, the Elite Lot, over in Sweden on May 28th. So only a couple of weeks away. Has it come really quickly, uh, Greg, the, the way this uh, this trip's been put together? Yeah, it has in a way. Um, you know, the, it was the idea was sort of floated some time ago now but um yeah a lot of water had to go under the bridge before everything was actually confirmed and and that confirmation date actually wasn't that long ago so um since that's happened yeah there's been a lot a lot of work going behind the scenes and thankfully uh a lot of that wasn't uh left in my hand so i was pretty fortunate there but um yeah the last sort of uh i'd say last fortnight just getting the horse in uh, tip-top condition to go everything seems to have uh, really been sped up Okay, so originally you would have been probably likely to be getting on a plane going to New Zealand this week because the Anzac Cup comes up this week and then you've got the Road Cup over there. So that was the original plan, but now with this invitation to contest the Elite Lot, it just uh, flipped everything on its head. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was all sort of taking place at the same time that we're preparing to take other horses across to New Zealand and, um, yeah, Just Believe was was scheduled to go with them and so we pulled the pin on, on that uh adventure with him you know in case this one sort of eventuated and came through which is the way it's worked out so either way he was having a plane ride and we just didn't know where <laughs> okay now tell me logistically with the plane ride tonight you're flying out of melbourne how many stopovers because it's is it something like 60 hours door to door yeah by the time we get uh, get to stockholm it'll be yeah, at least 60 hours they tell me um so the plane will stop at uh, Bangkok, Doha, and then terminate in, uh, in Amsterdam. 
Um, and so from there, we uh, I think we must get in in the afternoon. So we spend the night at a horse hotel um, in Amsterdam, and then the next morning we we, we board a truck and uh, we travel up um, through Denmark uh, onto a ferry across to Sweden, and then um, and then uh, yes, the final destination is, is Stockholm. So all said and done, um, yeah, they're saying it'll be uh, yeah no less than 60 hours. So big big trip. Yeah, for, for horse and human. Are you flying with the horse tonight? Yes, yeah. Yep, I go with him every step of the way. So everywhere he is, I'll be. Okay. So how much time do you have before you arrive in Stockholm to, to the race itself? Uh, it'll be about nine days, I, I think, um, yeah, by the time we get there. So we haven't got a lot of time for, for things to happen. And uh, we also haven't got a lot of time for things to go wrong, I suppose. There's two ways of looking at it. So... Um, the horse is in, in very good order and, yeah, hopefully the trip will, will tighten him up a little bit and not knock him around too much. And then basically we just have to, uh, yeah, a bit over a week or a week and a half and just got to make him feel good. Okay. So it's a heat final format on the same day. Uh, is is he capable of that? Is he going to have no issues with, with the, the two races in the same day? No, not at all. Um, he obviously did that here early in the year when he won the Great Southern Star, which is the first time he's had to compete twice in one day. And, um, yeah, he came through it with flying colours. He's a, he's a very resilient sort of horse. So even going into the Great Southern Star, we sort of were very confident that, that it wouldn't knock him around and, and it didn't. He handled it very well. So, um, yeah, we just got to hope that we go well enough in the heat that, uh, that we have to worry about running twice in one day. Okay, who's been doing the form for you to sort of try and line up who's who in the zoo over there? Because uh, it, it's completely foreign. So how do you sort of line up the form? Yeah, pretty hard. I haven't really had anyone sort of do that for me at, at this point in time. I've been uh, obviously looking at uh, the invitees ourselves and sort of doing a bit of Google research on them and watched a few replays. But the times are different, and obviously we don't know the opposition and. It's, yeah, it's all completely foreign, as you say. So um, I probably won't get a real handle on it until I'm there and can probably talk to the locals a bit better and um, see staying with a Hall of Famer in Stig Johansson that he, he'll uh, he'll have a pretty good idea of what's what and hopefully, um, you know, after a short while of us being there, he might get a bit of a handle on our horse's ability and give us a much better idea of uh, how we're going to measure up. Yeah, sounds like you'll be uh, picking his brain. Do you have an interpreter with you at all times? Uh, no, I don't. No, um, I'm told his his wife is very fluent in English, so hopefully she'll be there at all times to sort of bridge the gap. Because <laughs> apparently Stig uh, Stig's English isn't isn't first class, so that uh, that could <laughs> cause a bit of an issue. Because my Swedish is yeah. terrible. Uh, that will be interesting what about uh, the fact that we've seen Aussie horses, Kiwi horses go over and attempt to to win this great race, have you been able to pick the brains of some of the the people that have gone before guys like Anthony Budd, Chris Lang they they spring to mind, Peter and Karen Manning, have you spoken to them? I have, I have, Um, they've been very helpful in in different ways and uh, you know probably had a little bit of different information from each of them which can be somewhat confusing, but uh, it's good to have in the in the back of your mind that you know er- everything's different for everyone. But um, yeah, I think probably Anthony Butt was was a great one with Lyle Creek. Was obviously you know widely regarded as probably the greatest uh, square gator we've seen in the Southern Hemisphere um, in the you know in the last probably 20 years or so. And 
although he didn't make the final, he was incredibly unlucky not to. So he would have measured up um, in his year, and his year was a very, very strong year. And I think, uh, you know, the trotting gate in Australia and and New Zealand, um, certainly over the last decade, there's no doubt we've improved leaps and bounds uh, across the board. Um, So hopefully uh, the same can't be said for uh, the trotters uh, in the Northern Hemisphere because they're already that far ahead of us. Hopefully they haven't improved that much and, you know, we may have caught up a bit. So that will give me a little bit of hope that that, uh, we won't be too far behind their good ones. Mm. The last time an Aussie horse contested this race was Maori time. That was back in 2018, so pre-COVID. When you sort of look back at her form and, and compare it to Just Believe, uh, are you similar or do you think your form lines are a little bit stronger? Uh, across the board, there's no doubt our form line is, was far superior than than what hers was. Um, but she was a fantastic miler herself, which we obviously saw when she set a record of, I think, 41.5 at Menangle, um, which was obviously what prompted the uh, invite for her to, to head to Sweden in her year. So I think across the board, um, yeah, we're probably a far superior horse uh, or far more versatile horse, I would say, than, than what she was. But uh, specific for the, you know, the mile racing, which is what we need to be, then uh, we'd have to say she's every bit as good as what we were, so uh, or what we are. So, um, yeah, I was unfortunate for connections that things went pear-shaped for her. It was a pretty... Uh, eventful race that one when she went and I think it was three false starts which upset a lot of the horses and I think the first or second take she was going to lob third and and looked like a really really good chance of qualifying and unfortunately um in in the final take um yeah she galloped just after the start or when they said go and was out of place so we never really got to see how she was going to measure up but uh, from what we've been told, all reports were that she was capable of making the final especially where she lobbed that first time round. Okay. I'm going to say this with the greatest respect, but here you are, uh, you know, a, a boy that's been born into harness racing from Adelaide. You're a, you're a harness racing nerd, and I say that with the greatest respect. You're going to be competing on one of the world's biggest stages because for those that don't know, the Elite Lop is a, a day full of rock stars. So you must be jumping out of your skin to get over there and get amongst this action. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's certainly it's something you know I've sort of thought about the last uh, couple of years. I thought, right, in the, you know, in the not too distant future, I've got to go over and see this because I I believe from what I have seen and what I've heard that it's the, it's the greatest trotting day anywhere in the world. So I certainly wanted to experience it or see it for myself. But to now to to think I'm right on the verge of experiencing it as a participant is, you know, it's it's, it's really hard to get your head around in, in some respects. It's uh, it's way more than a dream come true. So I'm really looking forward to see how uh, how the crowd gets behind it. And um, you know, we've heard a lot of uh, had a lot of feedback um, that a, there's a lot of different countries obviously coming to be represented, but um, quite a few um, people are coming to to watch Just Believe and support him, not just Aussies, but um, there's even French breeders and that too because um, he's obviously by a French stallion in Orlando Vici. So the fact that we've sort of uh, you know reached people far and wide that are going to be there to come see us uh, is quite amazing, really. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the support crew, how many people from Australia do you think will be there on the day cheering on Just Believe? Oh, there's going to be quite a few. I know that there's 15 of our owners... Uh, 
just us and, uh, um, you know, obviously Jess and myself. And then, um, yeah, we know of at least another probably maybe uh, eight or ten uh, just friends in that that will be there as well. Not to mention there's, uh, there's quite a few other, you know, sort of people that we know from the industry that are saying that they'll be there and go on too. So there's going to be quite a, quite a number of um, uh, Aussie supporters there um, with us. So that'll be great to have some friendly faces in the crowd. Is your mum and dad going? No, no. Unfortunately, they won't be able to make the trip. So uh, they'll be uh, they'll be tuning in uh, to Sky Channel late at night um, Sunday week. All right. So you fly out tonight with the horse. When does Jess arrive? Uh, she comes over next Tuesday. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that date is, but um, yeah, she'll leave here next Tuesday. Okay. So all systems go. You can't be uh, any more happy with the horse. No, he's ticking all the boxes at the moment. He's very happy and healthy, and he's passed all his vet checks and everything with flying colours. So he's in great order um, from the time he leaves here. So we've just got to hope he uh, holds that condition uh, for another week and a half yet. All right. Well, fingers crossed. Just in closing, the two boys that went to New Zealand recently, uh, Better Eclipse, Triple Eight, have they returned home? Yeah, they have. They've been home for... uh, probably maybe a fortnight now um, and they're just out in the paddock so uh, they won't resume work until we're back uh, back from Sweden. Okay, so we won't see you or Jess in Brisbane during our winter carnival but hopefully at the end of the year for the Inter Dominion? Yes, certainly that's the plan. Uh, We're we're hopeful to get back up there for the winter carnival but uh, I just don't think it's going to work out for us this year so we'll have to miss that one but absolutely we're um, we're, we're looking forward to getting back up there uh, at the end of the year. All right, excellent. I really appreciate the time. Safe travels. I'm sure you're going to have a wow of a time up there and uh, just the experience. Uh, it's just going to be absolutely uh, mind-blowing in so many ways. Really appreciate it and uh, best of luck. No worries at all, Chris. Thank you. There's Greg Sugars joining us. So he leaves tonight, Greg Sugars, with Just Believe, bound for the Elite Lop and Tab have a market available right now for that big series coming up on Sunday, May 28. So you can check that out right now. Albion Park race one, they're on the track. Just a field of four here for this first race. Our man, racetrack Ralphie, he joins us each and every Tuesday. He's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Where do we find your best bet today under gloomy skies? Yeah, look, I think we're going to head to race six. And uh, it's a it's a real good quality race for a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and it includes the return of the million-dollar horse in Colt 31. But I'm going with uh, number eight, Tizna Sizzler. He's a very talented but uh, he's injury-prone pacer in the Daryl Graham stable. This this is his first official stand race start, but he did look uh, he looked really good in a recent trial at uh, Albion Park uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now he's first up since January, but if he's anywhere near the mark, uh, fitness-wise, he should go very close. And uh, just point out, too, it's Brittany Graham's only drive today. As we all know, she can do anything and everything. So get on Team Graham in race six, number eight, Tizzler Sizzler. Okay, that's a good push there. And you're right, that is a good race. That's the stand start race today. Tizzler Sizzler fresh up, Brittany Graham driving, and that's the first leg of the treble. So we might be able to go well one out there with Tizzler Sizzler in that race. Just quickly, uh, Ralphie, leap to fame back in action here on Saturday night. Absolutely awesome. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's 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 the man. He's the king, and let all come and try and take him on.
<laughs> it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, everyone can uh, think they're going to match him, and uh, you know, doing it, it, it is another thing. So that's going to be very interesting over the next uh, couple of weeks and months. Hey, Ralphie, really appreciate the time. We've got the tip race six, number eight, Tizzler Sizzler. We'll see you trackside later. Okay, thanks, Chris.